0: Myself. I'm a Canadian. I'm from just outside of Toronto, Ontario. Grew up playing hockey when I was two and three years old, like most Canadian kids, and been able to, to make it a career, which is uh, pretty, uh, pretty amazing. Great to be playing in a place like Cleveland. I think this is my seventh year professional now, after uh, playing in college uh, at Dartmouth.
1: Another edition of the Monsters Eye View podcast presented by Prop Swap. It is episode number 12. That means we are, what, 24 weeks into the season, which is insane to think about. We are heading into the final month in the regular season schedule in April. And uh, we've got a great guest today with whom we spoke not much about hockey. That's kind of the point here on the Monsters Eye View podcast. But joined as always by my co host, Nicole Del Villano, I'm Tony Brown, Tyler Secura. Nicole was our guest today. And so we're excited for. the folks to hear from him. And uh, we touched on a lot of things, but again, not, not a ton about hockey, more life stuff.
2: Yeah, definitely. You know, I feel like you and I knew some of this stuff coming into the interview about different pieces of Tyler and his like things outside of the rink but I learned so much more I feel like every time he talks I'm like oh that is another interesting fact about you
1: well he's a Dartmouth graduate that's another topic we we spoke about with him so uh very generous with his time to join us for the Monsters Eye View podcast so we'll get to that in just a little bit but as we always do let's talk a little bit of Monsters Hockey heading into this 12th episode but first of course the Monsters Eye View podcast is presented by Prop Swap and folks it's master's time if you haven't used Prop Swap to go for the green, then you're missing out. Prop Swap is the only app that allows you to pick your favorite golfers and then sell your bets whenever you want. Many Prop Swappers make thousands just by buying and selling their golfers all tournament long. So get in now while the odds are high and then sell your tickets when the odds improve. Join us, do some Prop Swapping today and get in on the very best way to become a winner. With that said, let's talk uh, a little monsters here, Nicole, and let's go just with the three most recent home games for Cleveland. We're recording this on the final day of the month of March, so let's talk about first that two-game series against Charlotte. Monsters with a one-nothing win last Friday, the twenty-fifth, and then a six-three loss on Sunday. While that first game, that one-nothing victory, was certainly thrilling, great to see Zach Dalby back in the building, if in the wrong uniform. It was definitely a disappointing showing on Sunday in a game I know the Monsters really wanted there against the Checkers.
2: Saturday was definitely a great game, great effort. Sunday, not what they were looking for, and I know that's something. And, you know, Trent Vogelhuber brought up to us in the post game his exact message. It was very quick, direct, and clear. He said, we will be ready to play on Tuesday. And this past Tuesday against Chicago, I think they definitely came up with that word there.
1: Monsters have really struggled in the first period this season. If you look at the goal differential by period, far and away, the first period is the frame in which Cleveland has struggled the most. So that was definitely the case in that second game against Charlotte. It was three nothing checkers after the first period, but looking for a response on Tuesday the 29th, they got one against one of the absolute best teams in the American League this year, the Chicago Wolves. And the Monsters played great, it ended up a 4-2 loss with a late empty net goal there, but I think the Wolves were somewhat impressed with the way that Cleveland pushed back and competed throughout that game, if not for a couple of bang-bang, go-ahead goals, what, 19 seconds apart or something like that early in the third period. Cleveland certainly was in that game throughout.
2: Yeah, they played very hard right from the beginning. They definitely came out for that first period ready to play, and you know if that one minute where they, where Chicago scored, those two goals was gone. It just, uh, I think it's another one of those games, which seems to be happened a couple times to us, but it's another one of those games where the final score just doesn't tell the whole story. You know, first you get the empty net goal in there, which makes the score a little bit different, but the guys had such a fight in that game. And, you know, it was just so close and a nail biter right down to the end. So I I think they definitely did what bogey was looking for them to do. And they came to play on Tuesday.
1: Yeah. And then we look ahead to the final month of the regulars, Season. It is going to be busy for the monsters. No more super long road trips in terms of time, but lots of road games coming up. And uh really there are a chunk of great home games left. So if you haven't come out to enjoy the monsters at the field house this year, you've got the month of April to uh sort that out. Home stands against the Laval Rocket, against Utica, one of the best teams in the league, and then plenty of action against Rochester. So get your tickets while you still can for the final month of the regular season at Clevelandmonsters.com. With that, we'll take a break when we come back. Back on the Monsters I View podcast, presented by Prop Swap, we hear from monsters. Forward, Tyler Secura. That's next on the Monsters I View podcast, presented by Prop Swap. Appeared in your 300 career AHL games, so I guess when you reflect on uh, your journey through hockey at, at all levels to get to the point you're at now, trying to make it, you know, into the NHL and stay there, uh, what has the American Hockey League meant to you, and what have these 300 games uh, meant to your opportunity to be a hockey player?
0: It, it came very quickly, I'll, I'll tell you that. At the start of my career, you know, I started mostly in the East Coast league, so the American League was the goal for a couple of years. I got a couple separate tastes of it in short stints and then I uh, was able to find a home in Rockford played there for three years and you know it's it's such an incredible league to be one step away to be playing with the guys that are you know one phone call away from going up to the highest level and to be 29 years old and, and still be chasing my dream is is pretty awesome and Cleveland kind of gives us the best of both worlds and that you know it's a great city to live in my my fiance lives with me now in Cleveland. You know we're getting married in Cleveland actually too. So it's it's been a pretty incredible ride, and just looking to keep it going.
1: Yeah, congratulations on that. That's really exciting news. Maybe let's go there now. Just you know, from a personal side, how much that has the support of your fiance and really your your family generally. Of course, your brother Dylan is a pro player too, out in in Colorado right now. But just what is family and and your fiance and all the people that that sort of fans don't really think about. How have they all helped? you get to this point and and help you keep going and hawk
0: thinking back um i I honestly didn't really know that it was my 300th game till halfway through the game uh somebody somebody made me aware but i I was talking to my fiance kate after that and and my parents just thanking them for you know i would never be here if it weren't for them you know firstly my, my parents and my siblings uh, and my extended family took me to so many hockey tournaments and gave me every opportunity to chase my dream. And you know, My dad's thing, he, he always taught the work ethic. He's a, a horse farmer, so he doesn't have any days off. He, he said, if you're going to go for it, then then you got to do it all in. And my parents were able to give me every opportunity to improve and, and to chase my dream. And then now, I was able to play with my brother in Rockford and in Chicago's system for a couple of years. And and that was incredible. Uh, I've had the support of my sister, who's also my chiropractor. Uh, So she keeps me in one piece and she really laid the foundation of work ethic in our family. And then my fiance this year, you know, there's, there's been so many ups and downs. It's a crazy, crazy lifestyle. You know, she's had to quit her job to come in. And move and live with me and you know made so many sacrifices it's it's a very up and down game and and it's been a roller coaster of a season and just so to have her and the dog around that calming presence of being able to step away from the game and and kind of realize uh you know that that there are bigger things going on than just what's going on in my own head and and with my own job it's really a, a nice escape away from the rink
2: yeah that's great to hear you know um you mentioned Cleveland, obviously, is becoming such a big home for you guys, but looking at all the places you've been, um, what have you seen from the different areas? I know I saw it was a couple of games we played in Portland uh, with the Portland Pirates at that one point, which I'm very jealous of. I've always wanted to get up there when they had the team, but what are some of the things I, between the E and the um, the AHL that you've seen from all these areas?
0: Funny, sorry, I played for Portland for a couple of games, but we were on the road the whole time, so oh, I, no. I never actually <laughs> went to Portland, but... I've been everywhere, uh, you know, as you can see from from my hockey DB. I started in Toledo my first full professional season, so that's another Ohio connection just down the road. It, It was incredible. Honestly, it's it's such an incredible organization and group of guys that I got to play with. Made a really good team, really good fan support. You know, I was able to get called up like I said to Portland, played a little bit in Iowa the following year for for my former Toledo coach. Uh, so I got to see a little bit of Des Moines in that city and then I got traded to Manchester in my second year professional as well in UCHL. So that was close to Dartmouth. I was able to get back to school and, and see some of my old friends and then Spent a couple of years in Rockford, and uh, you know that's a really a good organization from from top to bottom, and the resources and amenities that they provided us, and, and we had a uh, really good team, and uh, we're able to go pretty far in the playoffs, and that was really a, a launching point, you know, in terms of my American League hockey career.
1: Well, you're doing a great job with the segues today, because you bring up Dartmouth, and I did want to ask you about your your collegiate career. I mean, you spent four years in college at Dartmouth, there two years as the captain of the club. Just how much did that time sort of set the foundation for you uh, to, to get into the pro game, and, and how important was that development for you during uh, your collegiate days?
0: I wouldn't trade that experience for the world. You know, there's a lot of discussion amongst players. You know, do you think the junior route is better versus the college route? I, I wouldn't have changed my, my college experience for anything. Obviously, it's a great school. the school that I wouldn't have been able to attend if it weren't for hockey, uh, and my parents supporting me. It, it was just such a great experience. The second I stepped on a campus, I, it just kind of reminded me of my high school it reminded me of it felt home to me and remember when I first committed that was that, that was one of the best moments of my life for sure you know my parents were once we left the rink we told them and we all got choked up and cried and it was like you know at that point I was I was just playing junior you're happy to be talking to to any college let alone in, in Ivy League school which is what what I, my goal was to attend and you know if you, I was able to get a degree while also pursuing my pro career and at this point I look back and I'm very lucky because a lot of guys have come out of junior if they're high picks you know maybe it's their age 24 or 25 and, and they've been around a little bit and the opportunities start to go down and your career is kind of going the wrong way and and for me when i look back at my career I've, I've had a lot of humbling points but you know i've kind of been lucky enough that 29 years old and i feel like i'm still kind of ascending and still uh, on on the positive uh path so uh so fortunate to to be able to have graduated and attended such a great school. You
2: know, something I love hearing from you, uh, the guys that go to college, uh, what did you major in? I know it's interesting hearing some of the different stories. I know talking to Tees, he had the journalism aspect. You got Billy Sweezy, who got science. I can't even think exactly what he (laughs) majored in, but what did you major in and sort of what was your uh, goal behind it?
0: I was a sociology major. So Dartmouth is a liberal arts college. So you take. A little bit of everything. I'm not a math guy. I'm a papers guy. I've always had an affinity for some reason. I've I've gravitated towards, you know, Malcolm Gladwell and some of his writing and and just feeling lucky that, uh, you know, I was born into the circumstance that I was and just that whole analysis of life I find fascinating. And I had a professor that actually kind of was the catalyst for me becoming a sociology major. I was taking some of his classes and this guy was absolutely brilliant, really engaging, doing the reading fun, almost, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> wanting to engage and looking forward to class. I, I, I like school, but I think for a lot of people, that's maybe not something that you would expect, and I just kind of ended up taking so many classes with them and that I decided to, to jump right in and go that route, so I'm very happy with my decision.
1: We're here with Tyler Secura on the Monsters View podcast presented by PropSwap. It's master's time, and if you haven't used PropSwap to go for the green, then you're missing out. PropSwap is the only app that allows you to pick your favorite golfers and then sell your bets whenever you want. So join us do some prop swapping today and get in on the very best way to become a winner. All right, uh this is a little out of left field, but I we have to ask you because I've been wondering about this project since you told us about it last year, but how's the camper going, man? You and your fiance were uh, refurbishing a, uh, an older uh, camper RV type thing. what's what's the deal with that project? Cuz that sounded awesome.
0: That that single-handedly got us through quarantine that that was so fun to learn something that i had no prior experience with at all Uh, neither of us did but it was her idea the day after that she she brought the idea up she found an ad on kijiji which is like the the craigslist of ontario and we're looking at a trailer and and, you know from from idea to realization and buying a trailer was about three days (laughs) we spent so many hours working on it and restoring her she's right now sitting my parents have a storage shed at the farm back home so she's in the storage shed pretty much complete we got some more projects to do but we ended up getting uh, a house back home uh, in January of this past year so a lot of our focus turned to the house and we had some projects that we wanted to do there and whatnot but we're gonna keep the camper we're gonna take her hopefully this summer on a couple trips and it's kind of just a a little bit of everything it's a creative outlet you know there's already some design choices and paints and stuff like that that you know we're rethinking and the beauty of it is we can just paint right over it or do whatever we want my wife's an interior designer so she she's always got new ideas and things that she wants to bring to life and i'm really enjoying working with my hands and creating something tangible there's a pride of work that, uh, I really feel from, from doing that. So,
2: you know, so speaking of that and your different projects, is there something else that you guys are working on too? Did I see something on Instagram the other day that, um, maybe it's more so is it your fiance, but is she like refurbishing other pieces too? Or do you help out with that?
0: Y- yeah. So, that's on the uh, calendar for today. Actually, um, she's she started a, a business. She's she's an entrepreneur. She's she had um, you know wooden signs and decor, uh, so that she was creating for a while. Uh, and, and a whole bunch of like passion projects and businesses that she started before. And then um, the latest one, it's called home Blondie on, um, on Instagram. She's just got her wholesales, like wholesaler license. Uh, so she's going to take some products. And then also she's a great, thrifter so we we frequent these savers and you know value villages back home i think our whole house back home is either facebook marketplace or thrift store finds and she loves to find old things and restore them and um, bring them back to life and put them in with other accessories and just make them look incredible so uh that's that's their latest venture she's just ordering product we were looking last night actually ordering in some product and getting the website going and everything so uh it is a fun fun project that we're working on. And uh, if everyone wants to check it out, it's Home Blondie on uh, Instagram.
1: Excellent plug. Very good. Got to get the plug in there for sure. Uh, yep. We're here with Sakura on the Monsters Eye View podcast presented by Prop Swap. So I don't know if Nicole told you about this, uh, Sicky, but there's uh, sort of a signature segment we do at the end of the show called the shootout. So Nicole, I'm thinking one more question here, then we can get to the shootout. I, I want to go back to something you mentioned earlier. You said that your dad's a, a horse farmer. So you and your brother grew up in that environment. Uh, just tell us a little bit about that and your relationship with riding and stuff like is that something that's still a part of your life?
0: It's not but I still love to do it we'll go for trail rides every once in a while and I have buddies that played polo so I, I played polo I mean this is probably five six years ago at this point but that was so fun. I love horses my dad is a thoroughbred racehorse we, we mostly breed and sell but we keep some and, and race them as well so mostly in, in Woodbine at the uh, it's an Ontario racetrack and yeah, we grew up on the farm. You know, I'd be lying if if I said we were farm hands, but we did. <laughs> that, that was my uh, some some summers, you know, just to make some spending cash and learn the business and, and be involved. You know, working around the farm, working with the horses. Uh, we always worked the horse sale ever since we were you know five six years old. Even if it's just raking around the horse sale, so that's something that's uh, always been a part of us. And like I said, it's it's twenty four seven. There's no off days. There's, you know, the horses don't know that it's Christmas and they, uh, they have their babies in the middle of the night, actually. So right now is foaling season. So my dad is, uh, his phone's on loud. You could get a call at three, four any morning, and say, "Hey, the uh, the night watch just saw that this this mare broke her water. We need you up here and help deliver this foal." So it's it's incredible the foundation of of work ethic that we've seen from him and from my family, and that's uh, that's where we get it from.
1: Yeah, super cool to hear about what what a unique couple of in- industries to sort of find yourself in throughout your life, right? First uh, horse breeding, and in- now. <laughs> playing pro hockey so so cool stuff
2: yeah all right so three rounds in the shootout so i will okay. start um with the first question here if you could take your family your fiance, the dog and your camper and just live anywhere in the world where would it be
0: that's a tough question i i really want to go uh, out west i want to go to british columbia just kind of do those scenic drives and park wherever and you know those that take a lot of research That that's uh definitely something that's on the list i'm mean, gonna have to go it was a nice outdoors place like British Columbia.
2: Uh, next round. Uh, what was your favorite memory playing with your brother?
0: We played an exhibition game together in Ottawa, and we started on the same line. Uh, that was that was really really cool.
2: And then the last one. Um, let's say you're in a shootout. You're going one on one against the goaltender. Just all time any goalie in history. Who would you like to go up against in a shootout?
1: So not who you wouldn't want to go against, but who would you want to shoot against? Is that yeah?
2: Like a surreal moment of just and. You
0: have score, so you beat this goaltender. Who would it be? Oh, okay, I see. Uh, I'm gonna go with an oldie, Curtis Joseph. He's uh, from back go. home. He's a uh, yeah, super nice guy. So he, he might let me score. <laughs> <Okay>. All
2: <laughs> well, right. Great well, job. That was
1: a great shootout. Good, good job, Tyler. Nicely done, Nicole. And really, that's pretty much all we have for you. Really appreciate it. Learned a lot of stuff about you. And, and again, uh, just thank you for taking the time today. Yeah,
0: thank. My you. My pleasure, guys. My pleasure.
1: Welcome back to the Monsters Eye View podcast, presented by Prop Swap, alongside Nicole Del Valano. Tony Brown here with you, and that was great stuff from Tyler Secura. There, we heard about a whole host of different topics, including what he and his uh, fiance have been up to, their their awesome project with their camper, his uh, roots in the horse uh, breeding business, which I thought was interesting to hear about, and hockey too as he recently celebrated uh, his 300th AHL appearance. Nicole, great stuff from Tyler, who is. Right up there, maybe one of the more interesting players on the team this year.
2: Yeah, he definitely has a lot going on um, outside the rink. I'd be curious. I know when we first heard about his project with the camper, it was towards the beginning, maybe a bit more. And uh, I'm really curious how the final product looked there. So we'll have to check in about that one.
1: Great stuff there. Of course, as always, the Monsters Eye View podcast is presented by Prop Swap. And guys, it's Masters time. If you haven't used Prop Swap to go for the green, then you're missing out. Prop Swap is the only app that allows you to pick your favorite golfers, and then sell your bets whenever you want. Join us, do some prop swapping today, and get in on the very best way to become a winner. All right, let's uh, wrap it up here, Nicole. Uh, Of course, we're heading into that final month of the regular season here, and we will have plenty of great guests all the way through. To the end of the season. I just wanted to say thanks again for a great show today and a great job with going a different route with today's conversation and, and letting hockey take a back seat, different angle on things. So thank you as always for making that possible today.
2: Yeah, thank you. It was a great episode. Fun to learn some more about some of our guys. And I'm looking forward to what comes up later this month.
1: For Nicole Del Volano, I'm Tony Brown. Big thank you to Tyler Secura. Make sure all of you listening uh, like and subscribe to the podcast wherever you get your podcast. Thanks again to our friends. PropSwap for making it all possible. This has been episode number 12 of the Monsters Eye View podcast presented by PropSwap. Thanks everybody. We'll talk to you soon.